I love masturbating in national forests, you guys. This morning I woke up, I took the cover off of my side window, which laying in bed I'm looking out of, and I grabbed my Lulu and I went to town gazing out over some nice snow-capped mountains and a nice little mountain stream trickling along and it's so serene and so beautiful and so quiet. I think my favorite part of being out where there's no signal and not very many people is just how quiet it is. And there are people somewhat around in this particular area, so probably not going to be opening the doors up, but the window shades can come off and I can have some nice views. It's beautiful. It's a lovely time. I would highly recommend going out somewhere in the middle of nowhere and just masturbating like you have never masturbated before. It's really serene to do that outside. It's really like something something interesting and pleasuring yourself with just nature around you. It's just like there's something raw and real and just nice about it almost. I don't know, it's hard to describe. You're going to have to go discover what I'm talking about on your own. Anyway, you guys, this week with Sugar Pussy. Okay, so the last episode where I sounded like death, I had tested positive for COVID-19. I have completed the whole process and I'm good to go now. I still, however, feel kind of shitty. Like I still am a little congested. So I'm sorry about my voice, but you guys, I am recording this episode the day that it's supposed to come out. I have never procrastinated like this before. I'm not proud of it, but I do have the excuse of just feeling like death lately. Also, Andrew has left me, and so I just, my spirits have not been super high. And when I say he left me, he's off gallivanting in the mountains. He's coming back in a month. All is well with us. I just have absolutely no communication with him and I can't see him until his weekend off in two weeks. So it's it's a struggle after living with somebody going to going from a hundred percent, like living with them in a very small space to not even being able to talk. It's quite the adjustment for me, so bear with me, but I've got some updates for you, and I'm going to talk about pet play in this episode, so buckle up, everybody, and enjoy. (gasps) Ellie, what? Oh my god, you talked about sex? Updates, updates, updates. I am in what seems like the middle of nowhere, Colorado mountains, right? But to my discovery, there are fucking hella rich people around here. It's kind of insane. I'm not talking about just like the sugar daddies. I'm talking like everyone here has money. So I'm kind of living the dream right now. I'm just living in national forests and driving into town in the day for signal and Wi-Fi to work and like explore and then I can go hiking and then I go back to a national forest and go to sleep and it's pretty wonderful um 
but I didn't know what I was getting into when I first arrived here and it's been pretty interesting. After I completed my full quarantine and everything from having COVID, I have finally started talking to people and making friends as of yesterday. That is how near that whole quarantine process was, but I gave it a couple extra days and now I'm just sick of being cooped up in my van and literally not seeing anybody or going anywhere. So according to the CDC, I am safe to integrate myself into society again. Never fear. However, uh, yesterday I made a friend to take me climbing and then I also met up with somebody I met on Tinder and he has his own plane and we're talking about flying to Moab and hanging out. Just like all sorts of crazy shit is going on within like a 24-hour period. I also was getting back on to seeking arrangements and I didn't really feel like there were going to be people around here, sugar daddies around here. To my surprise, there are and I have a couple leads. So I have one that I might go meet up with tomorrow and then I have one who I might go hang out with next week. And what's exciting about these is like I haven't had to pass over a single one because their net worth is too low. What's exciting about these is like they're active and they're fit and they like to do cool stuff like I do so we're going to get along we're going to be able to do fun stuff together but also somehow they're rich as fuck and so a sugar dating arrangement is like perfection and I'm really excited to see if I can make anything happen I really only plan on being here about a month maybe I can stay a little bit longer I kind of want to I kind of am falling in love with this area of the country and I'd love to just stay here like all summer, but I don't know if that's really going to work out for me or not at this point. But you know, when you're looking for a sugar daddy and you really only have a month, so you're really only going to meet maybe two to three times max, that's a big no-go for a lot of them. And so the fact that I have two to three who are willing to meet up, I just have to actually make it happen, show up, they have to show up. We'll see if this works out or not. I will keep you guys updated. But the fact that I even got this far surprised me because I really didn't expect any to be even be in the area. So it's very interesting. I will keep you guys updated there. I should have a pretty awesome interview for you guys next week I'm super excited about so you don't just have to keep listening to me talk. There's lots of stuff that I've enjoyed going over for you guys, but I also love interviews, so really excited for that. All right, let's talk about pet play. I think pet play is something that is super misunderstood and kind of judged for a lot of people. Maybe not so much judged from people who are already involved in BDSM and various aspects of BDSM, but from like a general public standpoint, I think it can be kind of frowned upon in some negative ways, and that makes me really, really sad awesome enough, Andrew, a couple weeks ago, got me these incredibly adorable and beautiful custom kitten ears from Bubblegum Ears on Instagram. She has this incredible little business that is just taking off. It's fucking skyrocketing. I was so lucky to stumble upon them, and I sent some of my favorite ones to Andrew over, I just DM'd him some some of them, 
And I'm like, aren't these fucking adorable? They're, I, I wasn't really asking for them. They're a little bit more pricey than I thought we should do for my first pair of kitten ears. But um, he surprised me with them. And I just, I adore them. Uh, they're hanging up on display in my van. And I wear them sometimes and they just make me very, very happy. So I will tell you guys about what pet play is for me as well as let's just talk about it in general. But the reason I told you about getting those ears is because I sent a picture of me and them to a couple very close friends of mine. And one of them, he's a very sarcastic person. He didn't actually mean anything by it. It was more of a joke, but he, his first response was, oh, so you're a furry now. And I have nothing against furries. Uh, maybe I'll do an episode on furries, but this one is on pet play and pet play is different from furries. How are they different? My understanding of the differences would be furries fully embody the animal that they're portraying. They want to become that animal. They'll put on a full suit sometimes. They will go very, very far to do with everything they can to fully embody that animal. Pet play, however, it is a spectrum, just like furries would be on a spectrum, but pet play typically is more of an embodiment of qualities. So it's really taking certain qualities from the pet that you're interested in, from the animal that you're interested in, and you're saying, these uh, I personally identify with. I feel like in many ways, I share these personality traits with this particular animal. And in this safe place with you, in this safe space, I would like to embrace that. And I would like to have fun with that and lose myself in that. So it's more of taking traits. It's more of taking qualities. And it's really embracing them as yourself versus trying to become that animal. So my understanding that is the best way I can kind of say this is the difference between pet play and what furries do. Now obviously there is a spectrum for both of these and they can overlap. There is pet play that takes it pretty far. There's pet play that, you know, you have somebody who's not allowed to talk. They're only allowed to bark or meow. There's very far places that you can take this and it's all relative, right? It's all going to depend on the particular people, what they've established they want to do, what they're consenting to. People can be into pet play anywhere from, I like to wear these kitten ears and feel like my partner is adoring me the same way I see an owner adore their cat. And that's where I draw the line. I just like that feeling. The popular animals for pet play are puppy or dog, kitten or cat, uh, pigs, bunnies, and ponies, right? Um, so there are some communities out there who will have who will do pet play and they'll all be dressed up as ponies and like their their leader will lead them around as if they're a pony so you can take this as far as you bloody well want to it's totally up to you it's totally however far you want to take the headspace at least that's how I view it so pet play headspace is going to be different just from a subspace it's going to be different from a little space and there and I have experienced like the differences in these. And I think it's really interesting because for me, pet play headspace or kitten headspace for me is very similar to little space. 
but it's also extremely different. So when I'm in little space, it's not sexual in the slightest. Like that makes me very uncomfortable. I don't, I dislike it entirely. When I'm in little space, I just want to feel small. I just want to color and not worry about anything, not worry about things that I have to as an adult. And I want that to be okay. I want that to be accepted and I want it to be encouraged. And that is what my caretaker that is what my daddy does for me pet play headspace <laughs> uh kitten space for me because i almost always embody a kitten i don't think i've ever done anything else it is a form as of escapism for people and it's also free from expectations and responsibilities similar to little space but it's embracing an entirely different state of being than something like little space You're embracing what you see, the qualities that you see in the animal that you have chosen to play as. And so for me as a kitten, this means that I get to embrace qualities of feeling adored, feeling adorable, feeling a little bit mischievous and playful and quirky. And I get that that loved feeling right if I'm tired and I just want pets but I also can have that playfulness of a kitten and for me that is erotic and it is sexual so little space I don't want to be sexual I don't like that uh kitten space however I do find very erotic and I do make it sexual just because of those qualities those mischievous qualities those I mean maybe a tiny bit bratty but really not bratty just like fun and yeah so that's so it's entirely different for me (laughs) uh obviously from little space to kitten space but you do have those similarities in the sense that it is a form of escapism it is free from expectations you don't expect a kitten to do anything right i get to just embrace that freedom of responsibilities freedom from social expectations human social expectations because that's not that's not me at the time I'm just a adorable little kitten so that is what differs it for me but it can be different for everybody and pet play is not sexual for everyone that's actually a huge deal in understanding the kink of pet play is that it's not sexual for everyone it can be Uh, It can be very erotic. It can be very sexual, but it's not always. Everybody interprets it differently. Everybody practices it differently. So long as it is all consensual, so long as everybody is benefiting from it and getting things out of it, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. For the other side, for the owner, for the caretaker, what are they getting out of this? You get to feel good about taking care of somebody who is experiencing this release, experiencing this freedom and this this headspace that I pretty much just described. There is a satisfaction and enjoyment that comes from giving that to someone that I feel like is really the draw for the owners and the caretakers. If you happen to be on that side and you're listening to this and I'm missing something, like I said before, let me know. And I will read off what you tell me or summarize it for the people. So let me know. What are you guys getting out of this? Toys that can be involved in pet play. Obviously, you've got the aesthetics, so ears, uh, butt plug, tails, even just tails. They don't have to be bug plugs. 
I have not worn a tail yet. Uh, I am interested in it, actually. I think tails are really fucking adorable, uh, but I have not done that yet. Obviously, I'm into collar and leash. Maybe not obviously. To me, it's obvious. I've been into collar and leash in a submissive BDSM sense for a long time, so I'm definitely into it with pet play, uh, kitten space. I think there's something very interesting and something very erotic about having a collar and being leashed and have somebody having that kind of control over you. And there's also the humiliation, degradation aspect of pet play. Now, <laughs> this is not something I have really embraced with pet play. When I'm a kitten, I don't really feel humiliated or degraded. However, when it turns sexual and turns erotic, there's something about crawling on all fours on a leash that is that really does kind of tap into that humiliation-like aspect for me. So they can blend, but it's not as big of a thing for me as some other people when it comes to pet play. That is something some people experience and like and practice and other people do not. And obviously this is all consensual. The submissive, the animal in these scenarios, is always consenting to anything that is done to them or anything that they are made to feel. So these humiliation kinks are something that can be very difficult to understand if you're not somebody who enjoys it. But just the important part to understand is that this is all consensual or it's abuse. It's either consensual and everybody is benefiting or it is wrong. Cages are another thing often used in pet play. Very interesting. I've never been in a cage. I have very mixed emotions about it. I would have to be in quite the mental space to enjoy being caged, I think. I don't think it's something... I naturally just want for myself. I'm not really that intrigued or turned on by the idea of being in a cage. I am turned on by the idea of being like restrained and used and touched, which has some similarities to being caged, I guess. But it's like kind of a weird hurdle to get over in my own brain. So that's not something I've ever done or participated in. However, I'm not opposed to it. If, um, the time is right if the feelings are right. Uh, so yeah, I can understand why other people would want to be or enjoy it. That's definitely something practiced in many, many pet play scenarios. There's also shock collars and tons and tons more, honestly. But I think what's mostly important is that it's understood that everything is consensual. Toys that are used, consensual. Feelings, any type of humiliation, degradation, consensual. Everything is done because there's a beneficial aspect for both people in these things. The last things I want to talk about with this is that it takes some exploration, you guys. I didn't find what I liked and what I enjoyed right away. Uh, I was definitely not sure when I was first exploring Little Space if I found it sexual or not, and... I have finally come to the conclusion that I don't. That wasn't something that I just knew right away. As same with pet play, I wasn't sure, was this something that I wanted to be sexual or not? I was not sure of this up until the first time I was actually in kitten space myself. I was finally there for the first time, and then it turned sexual, and I was so fucking turned on by 
looking at myself in the mirror with my ears on and Andrew fucking me from behind and the collar and everything just for some reason I was like super into it but I didn't know going into it if it was something I wanted to be sexual or if I wanted it to be another safe innocent space as little spaces for me so these things take time they take some exploration and you do have to be careful it they're both very vulnerable head spaces to be in subspace little space pet play space Okay, these are very vulnerable places to put your brain, to put your mind, to put your, to put part of your being into and open it up to someone. Don't just do this with anyone either. You can always play around with these things. You can always pet play without going into like some crazy mental space, right? You can just put the ears on and like wiggle your butt and get fucked from behind and enjoy it obviously and not have to enter these head spaces if you do enter the head spaces just be aware that it's vulnerable and you don't just want anybody to mess with that side of you to mess with that part of you Andrew talked a little bit in our episode how to be a good dom about exactly how easy it is to really mess somebody up and I will put a link to that in the show notes so you can go back and listen to that episode if you so desire I will also mention which episode I talk about humiliation and degradation and the psychology of that if you're interested to go back and listen to that if you have not yet. But just be aware that these things are not like intuitive or instinctual. You do have to kind of explore these areas just a little bit. If it's just a sexual fun time for you, that's amazing. If it's a headspace thing for you, that's amazing. Do what makes you happy and do what you enjoy and fuck everything else like just this is about exploring yourself exploring your sexuality exploring who you are and discovery and it's a good thing it's a positive thing keep it a positive thing and don't push yourself into things that make you uncomfortable too soon don't it's not necessary it's not healthy and it's not worth it that being said holy fucking shit do I enjoy looking at myself wearing kitten ears and feeling those types of ways while getting fucked something about it like it just made me want to like wiggle my butt and have a cock in my pussy and that is me personally that is me being turned on by the idea and perhaps this has been something trained into me through porn and media I don't know I don't really care. I enjoy it. So that's that. That was super hot. I really fucking enjoyed that. And I cannot wait to make some fucking OnlyFans content of that particular scenario of me getting fucked with my kitten ears on. (gasps) It's going to be a good time. It's so hot. Such a good time. So anyway, there's that. And then the last thing is that no, it is not bestiality. I really hate that I have to make this distinction on this podcast But I think there's a lot of people out there who are quick to judge, quick to jump to conclusions, and they're like, these people are participating in wannabe bestiality. No, that is not the case at all. Wanting to embrace certain qualities that you see in an animal, certain quirks, certain little elements, is nothing like actually wanting to have sex with that animal. And the fact that I have to make that distinction, the fact that there are people out there who refuse to understand a kink or understand something like this enough to know that or 
have the respect for other human beings to accept that and they just jump to those conclusions and shit really pisses me off. That's all I'm going to say on the issue. Obviously, I do not condone sex with animals in the slightest. That's not something I agree with on a moral level and it's not something I'm going to talk about anymore on the subject. Pet play has nothing to do with it. That is all I have to say right now on pet play. If there is stuff that I missed, if there's stuff that you think I should talk about on the podcast to do with pet play, please, please, please let me know. I'm super excited for other people's input and suggestions and experiences. If you guys have personal stories of pet play, if you guys have sex stories and you want to share them with me, I would be more than happy to celebrate them with you, talk about them with you, and if I have your consent, share them on the podcast. Do let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Ellie Sugar Ray and DM me. You can find me on OnlyFans, Ellie Sugar Ray, and message me there if you want. You can message the podcast at Sugar Puss Pod if you would like. Um, I would prefer you coming straight to me at Ellie Sugar Ray, but that is totally up to you. I hope you guys learned a little bit about pet play. I hope you guys expanded your horizons a little bit or related with me on things. And yeah, if you enjoyed it, if you want more of this type of stuff, let me know. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. I can't wait for the interview. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sugar Pussy. Sugar Pussy.